Hello and welcome to episode 36 of the Van Life Lab podcast. This week we are diving into walls. That means what should you make your van walls of? How should you coat them? When should you put them up? And some tips for what we've done wrong in the past. But before we get there, Eric, where are we coming to everybody from? We've made our way slightly south to Buena Vista, Colorado this this week we've been trying to work. The service is uh, horrible, spotty, horrible, weak. I don't know. We've tried filtering out all the bands and we're barely getting by. And right now, Colby's trying to download a 13 gigabyte <laughs> file and she's been trying for over an hour. And I think she's. It says 1.3. 1.3 gigabytes in. So we're going to be up really <laughs> late. It's like 8 o'clock already. It's downloading, that's for sure. <laughs> We've never been in a city that just does not have cell signal on any bands or any carriers. And we literally have all three carriers. Yeah, I guess I-70 is all pretty good. And then as soon as you go south off of I-70, it just gets worse and worse. I feel like Leadville is great though. It's close to I-70. That's true. But this is a city, like people live here. Yeah, it's a pretty poppin' place, lots of tourists. Yeah, over the weekend, we just thought maybe the bands were clogged because it's like kind of a touristy place. But now it's Monday and I feel like every couple hours I'm having to reconfigure it and it's extremely annoying. Oh, the struggles of man life. Yeah. Anyway, so. So we have a new review on our podcast this week. Yes. This one um, I love because it reminds me of me. <laughs> and how I don't use many words usually. And it says, I love the Alaska series. I am hooked now. I feel like I'm the man of few words no. sometimes. <laughs> oh my gosh, no. You have so many words and I, I like to just keep it short and sweet. You complain to me about not having enough words sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> For me, yeah. Yeah, I well, just, it's, I think it's funny. Like I, I absolutely love the really, I absolutely love the really long reviews, but then I also love when people are just like, yes, I am hooked. <laughs> no, the Alaska series is great. It uh, brings it back good memories. We had such an awesome summer in Alaska this year, and anybody that tries van life should yes. put Alaska on their bucket list. Yes, so thank you. Uh, thank you, Tigger TB. I think if I read that right, you rock. And we are glad that you like this series. It sounds like we're going to have to get back to Alaska. All right, so let's get into the meat of this episode. Like I said, we are talking all about walls, which sounds like it might be a quick conversation. But let us tell you, there are lots of options. There are a lot of ways to go wrong. And you, you want to do it right because they're probably going to be the most prominent part of your van. So let's start with... What part in the van build process do your walls even go up? Yeah, it's one of the more aesthetic features of your van build, but it actually goes up pretty early on in the process when you're kind of in the, the nuts and bolts of mm -hmm. uh, a lot of your systems or even before you get to the nuts and bolts. So it's going to go up after you have insulated, put in your subfloor, and probably pre-wired um, and if you are pre-plumbing anything uh, behind the, the walls and the wall cavities at that point. And that's pretty much it. Okay. So your wires are run to where they think they should go. You might have plumbing in your walls. We have some plumbing in our walls. 
and you put your walls up. Yeah, I'd say the biggest like mistake I see people make is they get like super far into their van builds. Yes. They have their electrical system in place, their plumbing, they're like building out their galleys and cabinets. And then they're like, oh, I'm just gonna try and like squeeze these wall panels no, in where there's not. room. <laughs> no, in fact, you're not. <laughs> and that's just really difficult to do. I feel like we can even say that. So our gear wall, if you guys have followed us on Instagram, you've seen our gear wall. That was the last thing to go in and we couldn't even finagle that in in one piece. And that's like across the back of our van. Yeah, it's a little bit of a different story for that because there's nothing behind the gear wall. But really, it's, nothing to cover up. It's speaking to like the more things you get in your van, the harder it's going to be to get walls in. Yes. Normal walls. And then you're going to go crazy tracing. Okay. So when they put these walls up, should they be finished? Can they just plop up their bare wood? What do you recommend for that? Honestly, the more finishing you can do of the panels or shiplap or whatever outside mm -hmm. of your van, the, the easier it's going to be. Okay, so you said panels or shiplap. What are the differences between those? Those sound like two different options for walls. Yeah, they're pretty much just two different options for doing your walls and ceilings. And that's either doing like a shiplap, like a tongue groove type of uh, ceiling where you put up one, one board, you know, lengthwise the length of the van mm -hmm. at a time and kind of stack one on top of the mm -hmm. other. Or you can make large wall panels out of basically sheets of plywood template them or get them pre-templated uh, and then you know bolt screw whatever however you're going to fasten them to your walls you know in place okay so the the two main options are pretty much that like pieces of plywood or shiplap tongue and groove which for me kind of for me, the shiplap is more of like a cabiny feeling. That's when you step in those vans that really feel like the inside of a wood cabin. Like you can see the wood. It's usually like cedar. And then the plywood can really be finished in a ton of different ways, but it's just like one solid piece of wood. For both of those options, how can they be fastened to the chassis? So for the shiplap options, you're pretty much only going to fasten them one way, and that's by uh, putting in furring strips um, on your ribs, on your ceilings, and then, you know, using little finishing nails or mm -hmm. screws um, to fasten into each of those, those furring strips. Can you explain what furring strips are if people don't know what they are? Yeah, furring strip is just a uh, block of wood, a, you know, maybe a one-inch piece of wood that you bolt to the, the, the metal um, wall so that you can screw your consecutive layers of the wall, i.e. your shiplap panels, into wood. So it's basically just attaching a wood layer to give you a backing to screw into. Okay. And the other option available for those larger uh, plywood sheet walls is putting a bunch of plus nuts in your walls. And it's the option we chose. It's, I don't know if it's easier it's <laughs> a little more finicky like i know putting furring strips in is a whole process in and of itself but um yeah the alternative is to just put a whole bunch of plus nuts in the wall and you know each panel is going to be held up by you know half a dozen eight ten twelve plus nuts kind of around the around the perimeter and then the bolts bolts of course go into the plus nuts to kind of hold the the wall yep. into place. 
I will say for me the, the main differences between them is removability. One of the main reasons we love our rig and I feel like we talk about this all the time but it's like we can access every part of our van because it's all held up by bolts and and nuts and and plus nuts so we went the plus nut strategy and I'm looking right now at our our panel in the front of the van like the kitchen area is probably held up by 10 bolts but at any given time like say I don't know we hear mice back there which hopefully we don't we can literally just get out our our allen key is it called an allen key an allen wrench get out get out our allen wrench and just unscrew all the bolts cleanly take off the panel and access everything behind it and that just comes in huge handy whereas if you're going to nail everything up it's definitely going to take you less time like you're just going to get a nail gun and boom 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 go up your wall but you're going to have a heck of a time undoing it if ever need be and and if you're using little brad nails or screws you have a little more control over the the size of the yeah. fastener head so it'll probably look a little cleaner we have a lot of exposed hardware in our yeah. van that you know maybe isn't for everyone but but yeah, the, the removability, um, it's nice in theory to talk about. Honestly, we haven't needed it all that much. Other than I think I pulled the wall panel just to, you know, check our insulation in the depths of winter to see if it was picking up moisture or anything. Yeah. And turned out the Havelock wool was absolutely fine, bone dry back there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm wondering if there's a difference between the two strategies for um, like radiant heat transfer is a wood furring strip potentially better than just bolting straight into your chassis or can you mitigate that anyway so both metal you know both your metal chassis and a wood furring strip are pretty good thermal conductors they're poor insulators so they're both going to cause thermal bridging okay to to pretty large degrees um so no neither one is worse or better than the other they're i'd say they're both pretty bad unless you add a, a thermal break layer back there like a thin layer of uh closed cell foam okay and we'll definitely dive into that later but i want to first circle back on at the beginning when you were talking about the materials you said panel or shiplap but um, i think uh -huh. it'd be fun to talk about the different ways to finish them and we've seen three major ways that's with fabric which sounds funny but it's actually pretty darn common we actually love it paint and stained wood so let's talk a little bit about those yeah if you like that kind of cabiny vibe um, of course go with you know a, a, a stain of your choice you're probably going to have a, a cedar or a pine uh, probably a, a shiplap that you've gotten to to finish with with that yeah um, the other thing you can do with shiplap is just paint it white, yeah. obviously. And I think white is the predominant color that I see shiplap painted. We must add that if you're ever painting anything in your van, you should always finish it with a coat of polyurethane, especially if it's white, you will thank us later. <laughs> yes. Always, always, always. It's just going to make all the, you know, dirt and grime and smudges just kind of wipe off a lot easier rather than kind of stain and smudge and discolor yeah and we get it else. you're gonna do you know two or three coats of paint you're not gonna want to do a fourth coat of poly or even two more coats of poly but trust us the time that you put up front will probably save you from having to repaint them later 
probably two coats of poly is enough. Two coats of paint, two coats of poly. Yeah, that's what we did. Yeah, and you can paint either your you know shiplap white or your wall panels can pretty yeah. much be painted any any color any color you want. You um, can uh, freeform like me and just paint mountains on your your panels and have your husband come back and be like, whoa. <laughs> yeah, freeform the design, you know, channel your inner artist. Which I do not have, but ours looks great. <laughs> and the last thing that I mentioned was fabric. And I think this one actually we could talk for quite a bit about. Um, we didn't realize the depth that fabric in camper vans could, could take you on the internet. To save you guys some time, there are two common options for fabric. And when I say fabric for your panels, we mean basically wrapping your plywood or other panel material in a fabric with 3M90 adhesive. And those two main fabrics are Marathon Tweed and Nassimi. Yeah, and those are just two kind of broad classes of fabric that have kind of emerged as mm -hmm. pretty popular for the RV industry. You can yes. get different, you know, faux leathers or, you know, I don't know, you can probably get like a crocodile pattern if that's your thing. Yeah, you can really just go to the fabric store and pick whatever you want. The difficulty is going to be getting the sizes that you need for your panels. And also not all fabric is durable. And those two have proven to be really durable. And that's why they've kind of rose to the top of, of most people putting them in their vans. The main difference that I see between them, because we actually got both just to feel them and figure them out, is that the Marathon Tweed is... It's thicker and it's kind of more rougher feeling, but it is cheaper. It's a coarser weave. There you go. Perfect. The Nassimi is, what is it, a tighter weave. It's really soft and like supple to touch. It's also very durable. And I found that one easier to wrap the panels with, but the downside is it is expensive or more expensive at least than the Marathon Tweed. Yeah, and pretty much there's one major vendor of automotive fabrics in the entire RV industry, and that's Camp Campervan HQ. Mm. So you can go on their website and kind of scroll through all the different patterns and color schemes. We'll link it below. And kind of estimate out how much fabric you'll need. You'll often see uh, a padding layer yes. put down between the fabric and the plywood, and it it adds a, a layer of softness that you don't get if you just adhesive the fabric straight to the plywood. And it's, I think it's just a 16th of an inch of- Yeah, it's of pretty thin. Very small closed cell foam. It's called pad five foam, I believe. Yes, pad five is the, the thickness. And you basically, like Eric was saying, you'll spray adhesive that to your panel and then spray adhesive the fabric on top of that. And then when you're leaning against it in bed or, you know, on the wall, it's just really soft. Like sometimes I forget our walls are just plywood panels. <laughs> it's really nice. But the strategy that we did, and I think most people do this, is we have paint in most of our van on our panels. And then in our bedroom, we have fabric to make it kind of a homey feel. Yeah, and I love that. And kind of the pro tip I'll, I'll say for applying the spray adhesive to the, the wall panel is to you know, spray both both mm -hmm. sides of what's going to contact. So say the plywood and the foam, spray it with the spray adhesive and let it, let it kind of dry until tacky for a good, you know, two minutes or so. If you press them together too soon, um, the 
3M90 is going to continue to off-gas, and you'll yeah. actually get bubbles between yeah. uh, the, the panel and the foam, and that looks really ugly. Good point. This is also reminding me of a blog that I wrote where I give tricks to adhesive or uh, fabric in corners. <laughs> so I'm going to link that below too because all of your panels will have either rounded or sharp corners and wrapping fabric in a clean way around that is very difficult. And I found some techniques so we will share those as well. And then now that we're talking about panels so much, I kind of want to circle back to how the heck you get panels to fit the odd curves and shapes and everything of a van. So what kind of options do people have? There are three different levels of this ranging from completely DIY to basically buying a pre-made kit. Yes. Now the hard way to do this of course is to break out your cardboard, break out your mm. you know pencil and, and trace and make cardboard templates for all the different sections of your van. Yep. Which is going to be a whole lot of work, a whole lot of cardboard. We did it. I, I hope you bought like 16 pallets of cardboard boxes. Yeah. <laughs> or you can get that, um, that paper. Paper's harder to craft paper. You can order large rolls of craft paper. Anyways, yeah, you can template every single panel in your van, which is just an enormous amount of work. Or you can get um, pre-printed pre two-scale to your van chassis. They have them for the Promaster, the Sprinter, and the Transits, all the different lengths. You can get... Uh, paper templates? You can, you can buy paper templates and then just lay them out over your full sheets of plywood that mm -hmm. you've picked up at your lumber store, trace them out, jigsaw them out, mm -hmm. and you're groovy. That'll run you. I'm looking at the website now. It's by Titan DIY Kits. We learned about these during our second van build and they'll run you about $400. So do the math on your time and your frustration levels <laughs> and decide if that's right for you. How many days of work is $400 worth? <laughs> yeah, seriously. I mean, I feel like we're, we're putting down, like we're being negative about doing it yourself, but as people who have DIY'd our own vans and other people's, there's certain things that you just skip the DIY and just well, pay this, this for convenience. Is, this is a DIY kit. It's still a it high a level DIY of kit. still a high level of DIY. You're still making yeah. your own wall panels. Yeah, I think there's literally like two or three things that we say buy the kit instead of DIY completely, and this is one of them. Because there will still be other things in your van that you have to yes. that you have to template. You know, the the yes. rear doors, the maybe the slider door. Mm -hmm. um, you know, stuff for your cabinets. There will still be templating yes. involved. And then the final option is to buy a full kit of panels. And this is by that same company, Titan DIY Kits. We actually did this in our last build. And basically they have tooled their machines to very strategically and efficiently cut panels to fit perfectly inside all the major chassis. Yeah, and th this is the same uh, paper template they use, so it's the same exact set of panels. Oh yeah. Except they're actually going to give you the, the you know birch plywood and cut it out for you. Yeah, and that'll run you. I'm looking online about two thousand dollars. 
Promaster is a little cheaper at $18.95. Sprinter $19.95 and Transit $2295. I think when we did our van build it was like $25 or $2600. Oh, really? Nice. Yeah, I think it has something to do with uh, wood prices that yeah. were so um, crazy during the pandemic. That's a that's a good point though. Like if people were to make or say they were able to template them themselves and cut them out, like how much money would they spend in wood anyway? Um, you're pro for like an extended van for us. You're probably looking at maybe eight sheets of okay. like quarter inch birch plywood, and if each sheet. It depends on the grade That's of true. plywood you get, but yeah. if you get a you know nice Baltic birch or nice birch um, panel, maybe a hundred and twenty-five bucks a, okay. a sheet. So you're looking at close to a thousand dollars in plywood, and that's for an extended van. Yeah, it's a big like we have, true. and again, just a just a back of the napkin type type yeah. of estimate. But <laughs> yeah, if you do a thousand dollars of wood and four hundred for the the template. You know, you're coming out. 500, 600 what? bucks? Yeah, six, eight hundred dollars a head. Okay. Doing could, it yourself. Could be a way to save some money. These builds get expensive. Mm hmm. <laughs> Every hundred dollars adds up, I feel. All right. So, panels. Again, I'm looking at our kitchen and I'm thinking, okay, these walls are curved. So, talk to me about grain of wood. So, so when you're cutting out your templates, you have your paper templates and you're transferring them to the plywood. You really want to think about like which way the wall is naturally curving because the plywood sheet is going to curve kind of parallel to the grain a lot easier than it will across or perpendicular to the grain. So think about the ceiling having a, a little barrel to it, mm. the walls having a barrel to it. Um, you'll just want to keep that, that in mind. I mean, you hate to, um, you know, template a full full sheet and then have it like put up, but be like super strained because you're trying to bend it like perpendicular yeah, to the totally. grain instead of with it. So that's just a little like final note or or words of yeah. you know wisdom. Totally, that's a good um, just thing to know in general for a lot of pieces of the build too. Yeah, grain matters. And I think when you get to the point of having your walls all up it's really kind of a cool moment in the build process because it really looks like a totally blank canvas but it's all finished mm -hmm. you know it's it's finished it's uh you know the the lines are clean everything is it looks um, like a home for the first time yeah yeah you cover up all those yeah. you know kind of tinny metal ribs and yeah. and all the the wires and and pipes that you've run are kind of you know, covered up. So it's really kind of a transformative moment when yeah. you finally like put all those wall panels up and then you can start thinking about, okay, putting the bed in, putting the cabinets in, putting the galley in, you know, showers, this, that, the other thing, you know, then you can start filling in the space. But, I you know, that. if you come home from the dealership with an empty van, it's like, this is start a project. I think it's almost like starting a new when you get all of your wall panels in. Yeah. It's like what, walking into a a house that is kind of just roughed in with drywall. Yeah. Just paint it your way, put up decorations. Yeah, you can walk into it and say like, yeah, yes, yeah, this is gonna be my home. I love that. 
I think I have one final tip before we close out. I think this was a pretty short episode, but hopefully full of information. So my final tip is about the kitchen area. So no matter what wall you choose, you'll want to have some sort of backsplash where you'll be cooking or doing dishes or anything that kind of splatters. A really common option is peel and stick tile. That's what we personally have. It looks like real tile, but it's just a adhesive, like easy to wipe, easy to clean sticker. And it's actually 3D. It's pretty cool. Um, We love that. We found it on Amazon and we'll definitely link that for you guys below. We also have seen people do real tile. (laughs) We, it looks stunning, but we don't necessarily recommend it just because of the weight and you know bouncing around on forest roads with ceramic tile just sounds like a recipe for disaster and then you can also get creative we've seen people use um like copper sheets and other i don't know metal materials Uh, we've seen people go to art shows and pick like really smooth easy to wipe pieces of art to put there but Just find something that you like and put that in your kitchen because that wall is probably going to get the most wear and tear. Yeah, I was actually quite blown away by the peel and stick tile. I was kind of anti-peel and stick. He was. He hated it. When Colby first got it. And I'm like, oh, I don't want to put this up. So I put Um, it up. I just worked so hard on the wall. I think we painted the whole wall. So I was just upset that my painting job was was going to waste. I snuck in at night and did it. (laughs) But yeah, it was like, what? Maybe like $36 on Amazon for that whole like you got two packages of whatever beautiful whatever backsplash and it took like an hour to put up it was super quick super easy it's uh a year it's been super durable a year Um, in and it's not a single like tile (laughs) has come up yeah and and it adds virtually no weight to your build as opposed to like 50 pounds of real tile so so that's, that's an easy win. Yes. Which, you know, honestly, we do know people who real tile is a non-negotiable. So completely support it if you want to. But if you are just want the look of tile but don't care what it is, highly support the peel and stick. Oh, yeah. I, don't, I would never be upset with peel and stick. Yay. That's huge, guys. I don't think you realize how huge that is. I had to sneak in here one night when he was down in the shop, like, building something and put it up. <laughs> All right, but that's your van walls. I mean, go tackle tackle your van build. Remember to do them early, kind of plan out what whether you want, uh, you know, shiplap style or, or panel style and and uh, go get, get after your build. Yeah, and we will see you guys next week. See Thanks it. for listening. Thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.